0: Listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when cancelled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. It's been a tough week. It was made even tougher that I decided to walk down a crowded street this week um, in Dublin, uh, which had construction ongoing on it, and a lovely person was running and hit off me, and apparently when you someone hits off you and you try and go with it, you have to be careful where your limbs are, but I was stupid and left my hand out and proceeded to smash it against a wall, and I've been having a bandage on it this week, so if I've been slow to reply to messages or comments, it's because I've been typing with my left hand, and I never realized how useless my left hand was. Um, I'm very pro-right-handed, and uh, imagine that, a right-winger who only uses his right hand. I'm sure you can fit a lot of puns in there. So what do I want to talk to you about today? Well, first of all, before we get started with a few topics, and I have a great life and utopia question for you this week. You know, one of the honors and privileges I have with doing this show and been connected with the blazes, people come to me and ask me lots of different questions. And I interact with everyone, What do you... Insult me, whether you demean me, whether you tell me I'm wrong, which a lot of you have done this year. A lot of you are not happy with some of the choices I've made, and I've had some respectful dialogues, and others have been not so respectful. But I've been asked the same question so many times over the course of this year. What are you going to do now? What are you? Go- this just happened, John. What are you going to do now? And. I kind of feel like I'm living in Pinky and the Brain, if you're old enough to get that reference. it's It was a cartoon when I was growing up, and I loved it. And it was, you know, it was about two rats, and it started off the same way every show. It was like, gee, Brain, what are we going to do tonight? And Brain would say, the same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. And I, And I feel this way because... I've been asked it because you're connected with the and because Glenn is a friend. I was asked it, you know, oh, my God, you know, it's the election, it's 2016. Who are you going to back? What are you going to talk about? Then my boss Glenn Beck came out and endorsed Ted Cruz, and it was like, oh, are you going to get on board with Cruz? Are you going to endorse him? Are you going to support him? Then it was like Cruz lost, and it was like oh, Cruz lost. Uh, what are you going to do now? Then it was Donald Trump won the nominee and became the nominee and went to Cleveland. Uh, What are you going to do now? Are you going to get involved the Trump train? And Are you going to stand with Glenn Beck? Are you going to do this? What are you going to do? And then this week it happened all over again because last Friday Ted Cruz came out. And while people are saying it was an endorsement, he has come out and supported him. He didn't use the word endorsement and then he was on Glenn Beck's show on Monday and it got interesting and everyone's like, what are you going to do now that Ted Cruz has endorsed Donald Trump? You know, what are you going to do? And it's like, how many times do I have to tell people what I'm going to do? The answer is the same. The answer has been the same since I launched this podcast on The Blaze last July It is the same as it was in January, it is the same today, and it is the same since before I did a podcast on The Blaze, when I did a podcast for other networks, when I was writing for different websites. The ambition I have is still the same, because here's the thing, you can all talk about politics all day long. You can talk about the economy. You can talk about Supreme Courts. You can talk about tariffs and jobs and money. I'm going to continue to do as I have always done. And that is to speak about God through faith. Not religion, faith. I'm going to talk to you about the Trilogy of Freedom, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And why I believe still to this day they are one of the best, if not the best, versions of human writing ever created. And I'm going to talk to you about American exceptionalism. I'm going to talk to you, quite simply put, that America is not a landmass. It isn't an economy. It isn't the almighty dollar. America is an idea. And I don't know if you are sick of hearing it, but I'm not going to stop talking about it until I get blue in the face or someone throws me into a gulag. Because when you study the history of the world, whether you want to go all the way back to the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve... Or you want to start when Christ was crucified. Or you want to start in, I don't know, a random 1000 BC. Or you want to start at the 1700s. Or you want to start in the 1900s like the progressives do. No matter where you start in human history, there has never been an idea quite like America. Here's the problem. The one thing I have realized this election is the amount of people who actually understand and appreciate and agree with this is a lot smaller than I thought. And we have, if you shared this a vision that America is an idea and it is one of the greatest, if not the greatest idea that humans have ever come together and formed... We have a lot of work to share that view. I am going to share principles and values that made you exceptional. It is troubling to me, and I'm not judging or condemning these people. I get upset because I've, through my own ignorance, and I blame myself of not understanding the world we live in and not understanding the America that is 2016. The amount of people who message me going, America isn't exceptional anymore. And then when I engage them, all they talk about is economics. Well, the dollar isn't what it was, the economy, you know, how can an economy survive with 19 trillion dollars in deaths? And well, you know, and I've heard this excuse that is coming out more and more. Well, John, you know, I I get your view, but, you know, an American isn't any better than an Irishman. Let me tell you, if that's what your definition of American exceptionalism, you are 100% right. Here's the thing, I have never promoted those as American exceptionalism, and I never will. But we need to share our views. We need to share our values and our principles. Because, and I don't want to talk about this too much, but I I watched the debate this week. I'm sure many of you did as well. I didn't watch it live, I was working and I was had an early start Tuesday. And there's a time difference, five, six hours. And I I came home Tuesday and even my mother was like, are you not going to watch the debate? And I was like, I I don't want to. And she was like, that'll be the first debate you've never watched. I'm usually the guy that's like, if if you could have like a debate of like, who, you know, Hillary says she's going to have this, you know, Secretary of Defense and this guy and Clint Trump said this guy. I'd watch that debate. That's how used to be interested I was. I'd watch anyone debate. It was the first time in all my life I never watched a debate. And then eventually on Wednesday, I started it. It was on YouTube and I said, oh, here we go. Because I saw all the opinions. I saw CNN, Clinton won. I saw uh, Fox News, Trump won. So I watched for myself. And I only got 15 minutes true. And those 15 minutes, my head exploded. And I'm bringing this up for a reason. If you've listened to this show for a long time, you have heard me either ask you or, if not, downright beg you to find where you stand on the issues. I never ask you anyone or anyone I have conversations with privately, whether you're Glenn Beck or anyone else. I don't want you to see the world the way I see it. I want you to ask yourself the tough questions and find out where you stand on the issues. And if that isn't the polar opposite of the views I have, I'm okay with that. If you listen to me and you become a stark raving socialist, I'm not going to agree with you, but I'm okay with that. That is your choice. I'm not going to demean you. I'm not going to insult you. I'm not going to condemn you. We will fundamentally disagree, but I'm okay with it. I would hope you don't come away with those views. I would hope you come away with something more like your founding fathers' views. But here's the thing: I watched 15 minutes of that debate on Monday night, and I watched Hillary Clinton. And my head—I—if I, I, you've seen pictures of me, you know I don't have much hair to pull out. I—I'm I, going bald is the nicest way to put it. And I wanted to pull my hair out. It was, I'm going to invest in you and the government and, you know, the government's going to do infrastructure and and energy and clean energy and the government's going to be great and the government has roles in contracts and, you know, we're going to have sick leave and maternity leave and education, free education and childcare and we're going to have fairer wages. And my head exploded because that's just flat out Marx from Marx. But Donald Trump, not to be done himself, went further towards Marxism than Hillary Clinton did, if that is possible. And he said three times in his opening statement, jobs are been stolen from us. Now, there might be some listening to me and, and say, I don't have a problem with that. Jobs are been stolen from us. Here is why I have a huge problem with that. Huge Find where you stand on the issues. One of the reasons America was exceptional is because you had a right to own your own property. Before the founding fathers put in the Declaration of Independence, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, and I know why they changed it, and I agree with everything they did to change it. There was life, liberty and property. If any one of you listening... Decided tomorrow, I am going to set up a Dunkin' Donuts franchise, I am going to set up a Ford manufacturing plant, well, you can't, but a Ford sales plant, and got the franchisee for that. Or you have this brand new revolutionary idea of a product no one has ever heard of, and you set that business up. That is not governments, that is not America's, that is not estates, that is your business. You sign the title to your business. You sign the title to the land that you potentially have, whether it's a warehouse, a shop, or a manufacturing plant. You sign that title. It is yours. When you sign, if you go to the law, the office of patents, and you go to those clerks, you sign it. You own that idea, whether it is a torch. Or whether if it's some invention that you haven't hasn't been created yet, or it's a, ch- a change on one and you've added an amenity to it, that is yours. If you believe jobs have been stolen from you, that means that the companies like Ford, because he, Trump is using Ford as an example. That means Ford don't own Ford. The government owns Ford. You own Ford. If you believe that jobs have been stolen from you, we don't own companies. The government owns everything. Are you okay with that? Because that is not part of the idea of America that I love. So what am I going to do? I'm not going to get on board Trump trains or anybody else's train. I'm not going to talk to you about politics. I'm going to continue as I have done from day one on this show. I'm going to talk to you about the idea that is America, that exceptional idea, that unique idea, that idea that said there is no limit to to yourself in life. There is no limit. You want to go be a doctor, be a doctor. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter how much money you come from. You want to be a doctor, go be a doctor. It's that dream that says, I want to own my own business. Well, go for it. There is no limit. Do it. There is no glass ceiling. Anyone that tells you there is a glass ceiling is full of horse crap. And you can quote me on that. I'm going to find stories that promote these ideas, these principles, these values. Because here's the truth that you might not like to hear. This election is all about America, the landmass. Oh my God, the Supreme Court. Oh my God, if Hillary gets to elect a justice, imagine who she'll nominate. Yeah, because the Republicans have been so great on nominating judges. Hello, and step forward, Judge Justice Roberts. That was a great one, wasn't it? He was full of steel and iron, and he was a fire breathing conservative, wasn't he? Oh, it's all about the economy and jobs. Hmm. <laughs> You can debate I did the landmass of America all you want. I am more worried about the survival of America, the idea, that revolutionary idea that all men are created equal. You know, I hear Americans, even liberal, our liberal friends, going, "All men are created equal." Our founding father said that. They might mean it, or they might pay homage to it, or something. That is still a revolutionary idea in most of the world. It is a revolutionary idea that has not spread to the vast majority of this world. And even some of our industrial neighbors. You know, America's great ally, the United Kingdom. Can you truly logically say they believe all men are created equal? Okay, so you believe all men are created equal. Explain the monarch to me and a king and a queen. Explain that logically to me, how you can believe all men are created equal, and then go, yeah, but I'm I'm all for that queen. I love the queen. She's great. She's brilliant. America is the only nation right now who believes all men are created equal. America is the only nation that says, you have a set of rights. And they don't come from a government. They don't come from a presidential candidate. They don't come from Trump. They don't come from Clinton. They don't come from Johnson. They don't come from Ted Cruz. They don't come from John Boehner, Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, Harry Reid, or anybody other bloody politician you want to mention. They don't come from a king or a queen. They don't come from a theocracy. They come from your maker, your creator, or God. These are some of the reasons America is exceptional. I don't know who I'm speaking to or if anyone shares this view of me, but I'm not going to change for anyone. I'm going to do everything in my power through this podcast, through any interviews I get. I'll go on to any show, whether you've got two listeners or 2 million listeners or 10 million listeners like Glenn Beck to share that vision, to share that hope. I don't care who's president. You could bet you could dig up George Washington and science and, and get all the electrics and attach him to a battery and a monkey body, and you could say, "That's George Washington. He's president now. What are you going to do?" My answer would still be the same. I am going to continue to talk about the principles that made you an exceptional and unique nation. That is my mission. That is my goal. That is my ambition. Fears and joys and all included. What are you going to do? How are you going to change? And what are you willing to accept? And I'm when I say accept, I don't mean I'm not trying to change your vote. Oh God, John, you're you're you said something negative about Trump. You're going to cause him to lose the election, and and you're going to be responsible for Hillary Clinton, and and and, and you own it. No. If me speaking about the Constitution and the idea of America costs Donald Trump the election, well then you might want to suggest not looking at me, but looking elsewhere for the problem. Because here's the thing, if your founding fathers were alive and and living today, do you think they'd be talking about anything different than what I'm talking about? I'm not talking about who you vote for. That is your personal choice. I don't care. Vote for Trump, vote for Clinton, vote for Johnson, vote for Castle. I don't care. I am asking you, what are you going to accept? Are you going to accept where you have two candidates both talking about government involvement in business? Government involvement and saying how you should live and how your company should treat you? Are you going to be happy with your government saying, yeah, you you know what, you're stealing jobs from us. That means government owns everything. Are you going to accept that? Because accepting it and voting for something because it's a lesser of two evils or whatever justification you have in your mind for the way you're going to vote is two different things. You can vote for Donald Trump and not like it, like Mary Ramirez, who was on last week's show. This is what you have to decide. What are you willing to accept? Like I asked in a co- show a couple of shows ago, do you define your politics or does your politics define you? Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn, On Demand. The Blaze Radio Network.